Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Listening to God's word read together, the scripture reference in your bulletin is incorrect. We'll start in Luke 19 with verse 28. Luke 19, 28 to 42. If you happen to be following us along in a pew Bible, you can find that passage on page 882. Listen to the word of God. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethpage in Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. As he came near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, If you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Father, sanctify us in thy truth. Thy word is truth. Amen. Rick Rogers, it's good to have the orchestra back. Amen. I have missed y'all two years since this orchestra has been here, and I didn't realize how much I missed it until you played today. Thank you. If you've been around a church any at all, you've probably heard a story Jesus tells about a man going from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he falls among thieves. He ends up roadside, beaten up pretty badly until a Samaritan comes to help. Well, in today's story, it might be that Jesus is trying to reverse the theme of street violence because in our story today from Luke chapter 19, Jesus is traveling the other direction on the same road. He's traveling from Jericho to Jerusalem. And as you know, Luke is structured as a travelogue. Pay attention to the map when you're reading Luke. And, and the story moves as Jesus moves from one place to another. And it's all moving in one direction to Jerusalem. 
It, the whole story is moving toward a cross and an empty tomb. All along in Luke, Luke's travel narrative is taking us to this week. This holy week we enter into today. Theologian Martin Kaler famously described a gospel as a passion narrative with an extended introduction. That is, that is most of the attention of any gospel is this week. The magic of this week that we're starting today. And in our scripture today and in Luke's travelogue that gets us here, we are in the story in Luke today, the Sunday before Easter. Holy week still to come. Jesus is still on the way to Jerusalem. Jesus hasn't quite yet made it. He's left Jericho, heading to Jerusalem. It's about 22 miles. That's a pretty good haul on foot. And by the time we get to our story, chapter 19, he's a mile and a half or so out of town. He's made it uh, to the Mount of Olives, to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany. As I said, mile and a half or so out of town. And Bethany, this community up on a hill outside Jerusalem that overlooks, the name means house of the poor or house of the afflicted. Hold on to that. It could be on the test. Might come up again. Bethany, house of the poor. Well, maybe it should be no surprise that a man fell among thieves on a road with a bunch of poor people, right? Rough neighborhood, lots of poverty. Until somebody takes care of the poor people in Bethany, I guess we're going to keep having this problem. Can, can you imagine the, two, the ancient pundits on both sides of this issue arguing about it in the news, spinning this story about violence on this road, one yelling, we need elected officials who will bring social programs to Bethany, take care of generational and systemic poverty. The other side insisting we need more police officers, a bigger police presence on that road from Jerusalem to Jericho, that will keep the robbers at bay. That's what we need. New leadership's what we need. New power in government will change everything. We'll have peace at last if we can just elect the right people. It's the cry of every election. And hold on to this. It is at the heart of this story. So Jesus has gotten to within a mile and a half of the journey's end. He sends two disciples into nearby towns to get a colt. Some of the disciples put their cloaks up on the colt's back to make kind of a makeshift saddle. And Jesus begins the triumphal journey coming down from the Mount of Olives in this last stretch of the salvation journey. Did I mention that they were eager for new leadership? This is right at the heart of it. New power in government will change everything, they're saying. Because the Roman Emperor Tiberius was on the throne... 
His governor, Pontius Pilate, was enforcing Roman rule all over Judea, and the Jewish people were just tired of it. They were tired of being outsiders to the power. This is the land that was promised to Abraham and Abraham's descendants. They are now subject to Rome, which is an absolute humiliation. And they're crying out, we need government change. New leadership in government will change this situation. That was the chant. That was the bedtime story. One day, God will send Messiah, the Savior. And when he takes the throne, it's going to be a good day for us. New power in government. It's going to change everything. We'll have peace at last. So, as Jesus starts to make his way down the path from the Mount of Olives... A frenzied crowd of hopefuls praised God, anticipated their deliverance. They were sure that a new warrior, a new politician had arrived. And they waved their branches and they shouted, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. And Jesus continues along that road, high atop the Mount of Olives, He's on that pitiful little colt and he's galumping along the trail and he turns the corner and sees down below this beautiful Jerusalem. And when he sees the city, the sparkling city, he cries. Jesus starts crying. There is today a Catholic chapel on the hillside where Jesus is supposed to have stopped the colt and cried. The church is formed into the shape of a teardrop, and the name is Dominus Flevit, Latin for the Lord weeps. Because the city he saw down below was a broken city. Over there, there excluded, broken Jewish people. Over there, Roman soldiers brandishing their weapons. Jesus looks over at the city gates and there are a huddle of beggars with their hands outstretched. And from where Jesus is looking, it looks like about that far from where the beggars are to the palaces that are just not that far away. Across the landscape that he looks at, there's violence and threat and shadow and deceit. He's just left Bethany, the house of the poor, house of the afflicted. And now he's looked down at another hard, hard, torn community that's chasing political power, campaign promises, hoped for government change. And Jesus cries. And he finally wipes his face on his sleeve. And he says, if you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. 
This is the tragedy of the frothed up crowd, expecting a new regime, sword bearing, take over the throne kind of king. The tragedy is that they think new power in government is going to change everything. Peace at last if you'll just get my candidate in there. Do you remember the beginning of COVID, summer 2020, the race riots broke out in our city in response to police violence. Rayshard Brooks was shot and killed by an Atlanta police officer after having been stopped for a DUI. After the struggle, he was shot from behind after taking a police officer's taser and pointing it at him as he ran away. Obvious violence. And later, protesters in response to the violent death of Mr. Brooks burned down the Wendy's where Rayshard Brooks was killed. More violence. Critics, both sides, accused city leaders of letting the situation get out of hand. Saying, in essence, new government. It'll change everything. We'll have peace at last. One of the protesters was a guy named Nuke Stevenson. I'm not kidding. His name was Nuke, N-U-K-E. 25 years old. He brought an AR-15 just in case confrontation happened between marchers and the police. And the newspapers reported him saying, force is often used unjustly against our side. This isn't meant as a show of aggression. My goal is to keep the peace. And Jesus looked down on the city from high up on the Mount of Olives and he saw police in tactical gear and guns to keep the peace. And he saw a protester with AR-15 to keep the peace. And Jesus sobbed and said, If you, even you, had recognized on this day the things that make for peace. Because on that day, it was a man riding a colt, not a war stallion, who galumped his way into the city limits of Jerusalem amid the frenzy of people who thought if they got the right government, the right politic, the right king. And the Prince of Peace said, you don't get it. And across the ages... From Pontius Pilate to the current U.S. President, Governor of Georgia, Mayor of Atlanta, the crowds are still frenzied and insistent that if we just get the right people in government, it will change everything and we will have peace at last. Well, the answer is not found in the political debate. The answer is not found in buildings that fly, fly flags, but buildings that have steeples. Jesus did come to bring a new rule, 
but his strength is not positioned on the corner with a Kevlar vest and ammo until his rule happens in the lives of individuals peace will evade us all racial conflict is not a social problem nearly as much as it is a spiritual problem it's the failure to see every human as made in the image of God. Amen. Violence is an outward expression of an inward reality. The outside stuff is mirroring the condition of our soul. And the Prince of Peace has come to upend the structures and parties and powers that take by force. Jesus doesn't come entering the city on a war stallion, but on a colt. His new kingdom is alive in the hearts of people who search first for Christ's peace within their own soul so that they might be agents of that peace in the world. God help us, the political commercials have started already. The news outlets will offer us 24-hour coverage of the next election cycle, national, state, and city. Some people will put bumper stickers on their cars and lose friendships based on what candidate we lay palm branches in front of. And the ancient frenzy of Palm Sunday will start all over again, insisting that the right government will change everything. Well, it won't. Since last Sunday, since we were last in this room together, Atlanta's had four homicides and five other shootings this week. Last week, our mayor had his State of the City address focusing on how his administration is tackling violence in Atlanta. This past week, our president issued formal charges against Vladimir Putin for war crimes as a step for tackling violence in Eastern Europe. These are noble efforts. They will not save us. Your candidate in the next election will not save us. But there is hope. There is hope. Here's the difference maker. I talked to a woman this week who wants to be baptized when I get back from sabbatical. She wants to follow the man riding on a colt. He's the Prince of Peace. And when enough lives are changed to follow the Prince of Peace, the world changes. Thanks be to God. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.